Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The wait is finally over. Baseball season is here at last and the excitement continues all season long at DraftKings.com, the official daily fantasy partner of Major League Baseball. Daily fantasy means no season-long commitments, just instant cash, instant gratification. Why wait until the end of the season to claim victory when you can win huge cash every day? At DraftKings, it's like a brand new season every time you play. Just select two pitchers and eight position players, stay under the salary cap, and you could be on your way to an enormous payday. Last year, Peter from Colorado won a million bucks at DraftKings in one day, just playing fantasy baseball. Hundreds of thousands of fantasy sports fans just like you have already cashed in at DraftKings. Now it's your turn. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code SPREAKER to play for free. You can win part of $300 million in prizes being awarded this season. Use promo code SPREAKER for free entry now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. Website G-S-T-E-L-E-L-I-O. What's going on, New York and all other surrounding states, counties, and countries? Um, usually, I start off going on rants and whatnot, but today I'm I'm not even playing game today. Today I got one of my favorites and one of your favorite guests on. My homegirl Rosalind Ross gonna chop it up with me today. How you doing, Ross? I'm great. How are you? I'm all right. How was your Easter? It was nice. Very low-key, like I like it. <laughs> How was yours? Yeah, 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 you, you seem like the kind of person who just wants everything low-key. Like, you don't want no drama. You don't want a lot of people around you. You just kind of <laughs> want a small group. <laughs> you seem like the kind of person who's very <laughs> censored and controlled, like a Zen master of sorts. You kind of seem like that. Oh, wow. Zen master. I got to start putting that on my business card. Yeah, I do like very small, controlled, calm. That's, those are all very good additives there. I like that. Yeah, uh, I'm like uh, I'm with that. It just never happened. Like I was with I was with some family. <laughs> it wasn't big, but you know we're we're, we're Puerto Ricans, so we're just loud. You know we're just loud. It doesn't matter. Yeah. There was like eight of us 
and it was a loud place to be in. You know, but uh, my, my favorite part of Easter, because <laughs> as I told you, what we were hitting each other up earlier, like a hood like that, I do everything, like I try to find discounts everywhere. The Easter candy, that the next two days after, 50% off, I'm all about Cadbury cream eggs ever since I was like four years old. So, like, I, I, I'm serious? the guy that kind of just, <laughs> oh, man. I, what is it? It's chocolate and frosting, pretty much. I, and, and as soon as they go 50% off, Ross, I'm the guy who cleans off the shit. I go with, like, a basket or a carriage full of Cadbury cream eggs so it lasts me for, like, July. Oh, my God. I'm going to be so mad at you now. I haven't had a Cadbury cream egg in, like, 20 years or something. Now I'm probably going to be craving them for the next week. Thanks to you. Because you describe it all with you? like <laughs> delicious. You're, you're, you're an adult. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> Why are you even staying away from Cadbury Creepy? <laughs> I'm trying oh, not to. No, no, no. So that, I mean, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. you're trying to do the healthy thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. On. No, exactly. man. Like, and uh, a matter of fact, it's really just forever. Like, my mom will always buy me, like, like you know, the four-pack. I don't like the Lucy's. I don't, I don't do the Lucy's because the foil gets kind of undone. I, I don't do the Lucy's. You need to get me the four-pack. My mom hit through the four-pack. My girlfriend got me, like, four four-packs and, like, a whole bunch of other candy because she's out of control. You know, but she got me four-packs of that. But I'm slipping. I must be slipping in my old age, though, because Monday passed, Tuesday passed, and I have not hit up a pharmacy yet. To go and rob them of the Cadbury cream eggs tomorrow. That is that, that is number one on my list. That's priority number one tomorrow. I mean, you got to send me your address or something. I walked into a Walgreens this morning and they had a display <laughs> table of like the last Easter baskets they had in the store, and they had several of the eggs in the Easter basket. I just need to get that thing and shoot it to you. <laughs> Uh, no, what you need to do is sit down and eat a four pack of eggs by yourself and indulge for once. Oh, no. That's what you need to do. <laughs> you know, I, I'm so disgusting. Yeah, like I haven't done this. Since, I don't know. I actually did this when the eggs first came out this year, which I'm about a month ago, whatever. Um, and, and what's funny is I work for a gym company, so just imagine it. And it was my lunch break. Oh, I wow. went and got a Arizona. I went and got a tall Arizona iced tea and a four pack of Cadbury cream eggs, and that was my lunch. Oh my god. That's like sugar ghetto. overload, dude. I mean, it's, it's sugar overload. <laughs> and it's not even ghetto because, like, if you don't get those cream eggs on sale, they're like four fifty a box. So it's not like you're cutting corners. Like, it's like four fifty a box. Like, you know, they don't play games with that. But you know, well, you, you I'm know, I indulge in salt. Like salt is my. See, I'm not a salt like person. Salt and I'm vinegar. Salt and vinegar chips, French fries. Like, if I'm gonna get some wasteful calories, it's going to be salt and not sugar. You see, like, I, I don't do salt. I'm not big on salt. Like, even even when I do eggs, I don't like salt on my eggs. Or I, You know, they put salt and pepper on, on your sandwich. I, I always say pepper and no salt. I'm not big on salt. Weird. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. 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 I, I, you see, but you, you probably have controlled portions and everything because you, you're very much into, like, being fit. You know, they're being healthy and everything, and and I tell myself I am, but I'm really not because I, I go to the gym, I go to the gym every day, Ross, every single day. I get up <laughs> extra early in the morning. You know, I go to the gym for like 45, 60 minutes a day. Usually, just you know, weightlifting. I'm not, I'm not a beast. I'm not trying to say anything like that. But I'm doing it because right. you know, as I'm getting older, I want to maintain what I got. I don't want to lose it. So I do it. And exactly. then it's like as soon as the weekend comes, 
I'm drinking beer. I'm having burgers, wings, like right. ice cream. It all goes out the window. For the for Saturday and Sunday, it goes out the window for me though. Like you, you could probably, right. you probably could control it. You control it though, right? You know, I work very hard too because it just, it really, I, you know, because I teach yoga, and so mm-hmm. even when I want to binge out, like it doesn't feel good to me when it's time to move around and teach people. Like it changes my breath because I have to talk while I'm demonstrating poses and it changes my breath work. So if I've had like a crazy weekend where I've had, you know, too many Jamesons or too much salt and vinegar chips or something, I can always tell because I teach throughout the weekend, but by the time I get to my Uh Monday classes, I'm like totally, I'm like a bum, like, oh. Can you believe I'm your yoga teacher? I'm in here sweating and panting like like I've never done a yoga class before. So that's the reason I have to watch it because I have to be so physical all the time. And, and that's crazy because you you skipped over beer. You went right to Jameson. Like, you don't play games, I guess, when you drink. You go right to Jameson. <laughs> I'm not a beer drinker. I never have been a beer drinker. Ooh. The funny thing is I grew up with beer drinkers, and uh-huh. I, I mean, my entire family, my mom, my dad, my brother, Big beer drinkers. My husband is a beer a beer fan. Like he knows all about all the stuff, and I just could care less about beer. Wow. So I either have, you know, I'm a Stoli vodka girl or I'm a Jameson uh-huh. girl. And then I don't have, but I won't drink a lot. Like I'll have like a Jameson neat. Now I don't need any of the sugar in it, right? So I, <laughs> I want it straight up. I don't need it on the rocks. <laughs> I gotcha. need it in a glass. And, you know, I'll sip on that and maybe, you know, another single and be done with it. That's my night. And then it's water for me the rest of the night. Yeah, the only liquor I could drink is Jack. And I drink that either with ginger ale or Coke or just take shots of Jack. Like, that's the only thing I'll drink is Jack, really, when it comes to hard liquor. When I was younger and I first started clubbing and going out, you know, I was doing the stupidness. I was doing Red Bull and Hennessy, Red Bull and Baca, the stupidness. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was just wilding out. Let me tell you, if vodka, I tell people, vodka is just like, it was so awesome when, when, you, when you're younger drinking vodka because those yeah. first two vodka drinks, you, they, you like struggle. Then after a while, you don't even taste it, and you are so obliterated exactly. by 3 o'clock in the morning. You are so good. It tastes like water. You, you, you kind of think the bartender is just giving you soda or cranberry juice or Red Bull without, without the vodka. You don't taste it anymore, and by 3 o'clock in the morning, you're destroyed. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. I miss the, I mean, like, you know, days, right? I, I, I miss those days, but I don't miss those days. Like, I just miss the fact that I could do that on a Thursday night, dance the whole night, and go to work at 7 o'clock in the morning on Friday and do it again Friday night. I miss that part, but I don't actually yeah. miss the hangovers or anything like that. You know, I, I miss that energy, though, man. I don't have that anymore. It's probably because I eat no. pre-makes for lunch. <laughs> that probably and and freaking Arizona tea. I mean, double sugar. Your body is like, don't give me any of that sugar and that alcohol. By the time it gets done digesting oh, all of that, can't be a cream. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what that old man knew about mixing about mixing the, the, the iced tea and lemonade. But those Arnold Palmer's. Whenever I drink those Arizona Arnold Palmer's, though, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm in heaven. In heaven. The, the simplest combination. Of iced tea lemonade, and I'm in heaven with that. So, so, so I'm a so fan of that. I haven't had that in a long time, though. But wait a minute, you guys do. I thought that was like a. I'm trying to remember. Did I ever have iced tea in the time that I've been in the New York area? <laughs> I didn't think you guys did. Do you do sweet iced tea? Is it not sweet? What? It, tell me the story with the iced tea in New Yorkers. 
Tell me about it. <laughs> New York, it's kind of like more of a trendy thing. I said, you know what it is over here? A lot of people do more green tea over here in New York. People are more into yeah. the green tea kick. That, 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 oh, that's yeah. what, I, I'm not into it. I'm not into green. I like sweet tea. You know, like, yeah. like matter of fact, I saw I saw to Antoine Daly because he loves the McDonald's sweet tea. You know, and I'm like, okay. oh, that's, yeah. that, then it must be it must be a right then because because Tuan's from the Carolinas, so it must be a yeah. good southern tasting sweet tea. And that thing is packed yeah. with sugar. You're talking about a sweet tea packed with sugar. That's that one. Oh yeah, well yeah. I mean, Memphis is like one of the fattest cities in the country, and people always say <laughs> if you come here and have the sweet tea, you'll know why. I mean, you might. I mean, it's like you can just feel diabetes entering your body as you have sweet tea here. So I'm definitely, the last time I, you know, whenever I have that, I have to, like, it's like you have to cut the sugar with the lemonade in order to just make sure it doesn't taste like you're just drinking in sugar through a straw. But it's, man, it's good. When it's really cold, it's good. God, man. I'm like, I, I just want sugar right now. Like, that's all we talk about for 15 <laughs> minutes right now is sugar. You know what's the worst part is that, like, my, my mother's side of the family is diabetic. My dad's side of the family has high blood pressure, and I just ignore both sides, and I just go for it every, every day. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> ignore it. Bro. It's really bad. I ignore it. I, and as I just said, I'm only getting older, and I just ignore it. I'm like, nah, it, it won't get to me. I mean, knock on wood, it never will, but, you know. Something I gotta look out for. Thanks for my sugar intake. Something I gotta look out for. But um, aside from Easter candy and sugar intake, there was a national championship game played in the NCAA. How do you do in your brackets? Did you do brackets this year or no? I didn't do brackets this year. No, I think oh, I, I think I, I think it might have been Ernest who completely like. I mean, right at the last minute, I was thinking about doing brackets, and he was like. Mm-hmm. Don't waste your time. When he, you know, he goes on his rant about how nobody who's doing the bracket at your <laughs> office knows anything. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, he He's completely. Yeah, I mean, right. So even if I, I haven't done one in years, and every year I feel like since I talk about sports and write about sports, I, I'm supposed to do it. But actually, I haven't done one since I had an office job. So I felt guilty this year, like, oh, maybe I need to do it. And then thanks to him, mm-hmm. no bracket, no bracket. <laughs> And, but it would have been I, bad. I, I like you know, it's gonna I be bad. It. How was yours? <laughs> you know, it's always like, bad. I was good. I was good up until the elite eight. I was sailing high, and then like you know, okay. Arizona screwed me, and everybody. And I had nobody in the final four. I think I had just Duke. You know, no, not even. I just had Kentucky in the final four. That was it. I was like, man, this is terrible. Yeah, I totally okay. screwed up everything. You know, but I, I, so now I owe like sixty bucks to somebody, and yeah, good, good luck trying to get me to pay you that sixty bucks. Cause yeah. they have to find me around here. <laughs> I mean, I'm only ducking this a little while, but um, yeah, but 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 we got the matchup. We didn't really think we were going to get, and before we get to to Duke one, like, but what do you think? Like, I don't know. Like, uh, how do you explain Kentucky's season? Like, I, I I'm a Louisville fan, so I'm a little bit biased. You know, I have no love for John Calipari, um, no love for Kentucky. So, for me, I look at it as a failure. You came in here with this super team. You know, you, you have pretty much like eight or nine NBA talented level players on your team. You're all playing well. And then you, you lost to Wisconsin, a team full of seniors and juniors. To me, I think Kentucky failed this year for what they were supposed to do, even though that sounds ridiculous. No, I mean, it's not really ridiculous at all when you consider the fact that he, that John Calipari has had teams, I guess, He's been to four out of the last five Final Fours, and he's only won one. 
<clears throat> I mean, that's working around in, you know, in Buffalo Bills territory, you know, except for he got one out of it. <laughs> but, I mean, it's around in that. I mean, you keep getting there, and you can't manage to to figure out a way to win. And it's funny. I'm, I am a Rick Pitino person. So I was, I was, you know, I loved Kentucky when Rick was there, and now I love Louisville, mm-hmm. which is a big thing because Louisville was always a big rival for Memphis. And so keeping mm-hmm. it full circle, of course, John Calipari was here. And, man, you want to see some people that despise John Calipari, you talk to a Memphis <laughs> about the fact that he abandoned the program. Now, mind you, he was here for 10 years. So I don't know how you could say somebody who was here for 10 years <laughs> abandoned the program. <laughs> but he apparently abandoned the program and left us for dead and, you know, left for greener pastures over in Kentucky. But I never have been – when he first got here, he was not a very good coach. I mean, it's like he came here and got a chance to play around until he learned how to coach a little better. But ultimately, he he got out coached. He still gets in situations where he gets out coached. And I think Wisconsin was, you know, was a team that was very well aware of the fact that they weren't athletic. So they're a very well-coached, fundamentally sound basketball team. And – you know, that that has a way about Trump and Calipari. It, it's happened, you know, I guess all the other times that he didn't win that he's been, which is three at this point, <laughs> three at this point. So, you know, I was happy about the matchup we got. I was disappointed with the way it seemed like Wisconsin got away from their game plan in the final. And that, to me, is is the story about why they lost, because they were really holding their own, but. They couldn't. They could. They weren't overloading the one side of the floor as much. They didn't have their. They weren't moving the ball as much. They put. He put Jimmy Johnson, who I can't think of this. I mean, not Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Jackson's son, who I can never think of his first name. But once he went to the bench as their point guard, he went to the bench, and they completely Wisconsin seemed completely out of sorts on how to run their offense. And to me, it was just downhill from there. I, I came a lot of you. First of all, Duke Wisconsin championship game drew the largest TV rating in 18 years. So for all those people that that, that hate Duke so much, somebody's watching the game. <laughs> you know, for all those people that say they hate Duke, exactly. Yeah. Somebody showed up and watched the game. I got I got to admit to you, I didn't watch the game. Um, I, I was watching cartoons on Cartoon Network. Oh my time. gosh. <laughs> What is happening? I, I, Do you have a son or a daughter you haven't told me about? <laughs> no, no. You know what's funny? You know what I think it was? I, I'm not a baseball fan, right? And when I got home, I don't know. It was something about baseball being on. I just watched it. I, I, watched, I watched my White Sox because the MLB Network, like, they're giving you a week free or something right now. So I didn't watch the White okay, Sox. Okay. I, watched the, I watched the Mets. I watched a little bit of the Indians game. And then I realized why I don't watch baseball because it just bores me to death. But I was exhausted. <laughs> I was just like, I just want to watch brain-numbing things right now. And basketball was just way too fast-paced for me. I would have never got to sleep. You know, so I just watched cartoons and laughed myself to sleep. I, I think I flipped it onto the game. It was like 8-6 um, Wisconsin, I think. I don't even know. And I was like, oh, that looks like a good game. And I just passed out about 10 minutes. <laughs> so I didn't watch it. I, so I'm not going to stay here like, oh, man, what a great game. But I, 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 I was looking at the stat sheet, reading about it today, and I was disappointed that Okafor was on the biggest stage. I mean, this guy was potentially going to be the number one pick overall, and he kind of had a dud. He got into foul trouble. I think he had finished the game with 10 points. That was disappointing. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. And, you know, first let me say, we were slow to get to the game because part two of the Frank Sinatra um, 
of this Frank Sinatra expose is running on HBO. And so part two was running last night. And, um, ah, okay. you know, I looked up and I'm like, oh, goodness, crap, I got to get over to the game. <laughs> I got to get over to the game. So I got there maybe, I turned it on maybe like at 9.15 Eastern time. And, and it's still, I mean, it was just, I'm like, geez, they're still just getting started. But, um, yeah. yeah, so I think that that's, that goes back to what I was saying. Like, Wisconsin got the ball inside, and Kaminsky was able to get Okafor into foul trouble. And then somehow they just started going away from that. I mean, it's like they got they got some confidence that they maybe could win the game, and people started throwing up shots, and I think that's how the Jackson kid ended up getting sent to the bench because I was like, what is he doing? He is terribly reckless right now. <laughs> So he got sent to the bench, but, you know, we got a kid that plays for Memphis that's kind of like that, that you're like, this dude is like, who is he? But he's the best person to run the offense. And so Okafor didn't have much going on, man. I mean, I thought he was going to foul out. And they put and just when I was thinking that, they put a graphic up like, Okafor has never fouled out. So I'm like, okay, well, they probably won't let him foul out in this game. But he was headed in that direction, not very much production at all. Like, just playing like the game of hypotheticals, do you think if Kentucky got in, Kentucky would have beat Duke? Or do you think Duke pretty much it was their time? You know, wow. Um, I, I think Kentucky might have beat Duke. Yeah, I think Duke has to be really happy with with the matchup they got. And and honestly, I hadn't thought much about it because after what I saw what Notre Dame was able to do to Kentucky, I was like, okay, this is going to be trouble because Wisconsin does the exact same thing. They just do it much better than Notre Dame. And so if Notre Dame had a good chance of beating Kentucky, then I pretty much felt – Strongly, which is easy for me to say, right, with no bracket on record. But I felt pretty strongly that Wisconsin would be able to beat Kentucky. So I hadn't considered, you know, a Kentucky-Duke matchup. But I think if that would have happened, then we would have been looking at Cal's, you know, second championship, which would, I don't know, there would have been rioting in Memphis for that. But, um, yeah, yeah, I think we would have been looking at Cal's second. And uh, I'm not sure if you caught the comments or heard about it today, but the Wisconsin coach, Bo Ryan, did you hear what he said in the press conference? Pretty much, he, he said he doesn't do the runner player. He, he you know, he, he, and and his program is built on four year, three year players, even five year players. He doesn't do the one and done. Sound a bit sour, I think, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't. You know, I didn't hear that, but that definitely sounds like someone who's got some sour grapes happening. But and you know, but here's that, the thing. That, you know. That, 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 Definitely be something I would say if I lost. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I would say. I think all of the coaches, you know, when it's time to face Kentucky or you know, at this point Duke, you know, to me it's like these coaches get on the high horse. So there was a time when, not necessarily that Coach K was touting the fact that he wasn't a one and done school, but you know, maybe the media was making that. You know, making a big deal of that for him is the fact that oh, you know, he keeps players, he graduates players, and then you know, all of a sudden we look up and it's it's about three or four years into some Coach K one and done. So I think all these coaches kind of hold hold themselves in high esteem as it relates to that, and then the next thing you know, when it's time to compete for the best players in the country, you're looking at guys that don't want to be in college more than one year. So uh-huh. you know, Bo Ryan maybe can make that claim today, but. If he's going to continue to try to recruit strong, 
then he'll probably find himself in a situation three or four years from now where he's got some several one-and-done guys if he wants to keep his, his program competitive. You know, it's funny. It's like I, 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 when it comes to the one-and-done guy, it's not even a matter of, it's not a matter of, like, is it right or is it wrong? It's just that it's always confusing to me because, you know, you, as a coach, you always want the best players on your team, and those one-and-done guys are obviously the best players in basketball. But it, there's always something for a, for team chemistry and building a program up and having guys who are juniors and seniors who understand, who understand what, what you're trying to do as a coach and play well together as a team. Because if, if you look at Michigan State, Michigan State pretty much is a top-ten team, you could say, every year, and they don't really get one of the dumb players, you know. Like, they, they, they do a good job over there. They do a good job in Wisconsin. You know, you, you have a couple of those smaller schools like, like Butler who do it, Gonzaga, you know. So, they, like, I don't know where i go with it yet, to be quite honest. I just think Kentucky had a super team of super teams this year, so people were upset about it. But I, I, I think if you do have a team that's built on seniors and you're a good coach, you could be just as competitive as those super teams, in my opinion. Well, I agree. And the number of times that Coach Cal has not been able to come come out of the tournament with the championship, you know, again, mm-hmm. he's he's been four out of the last five years. He has won. So, you know, that that pretty much backs up everything you just said, which is that if you've got great coaching and you have, you know, very decent basketball players and mature players, you can definitely make a deep run. Absolutely. And the thing about one and you know, so now you look at Cal's team, Right, and everyone has to leave. Like, there's not even a the thing about it. No one can say, I want to stay now, because you know that there's another guy. You won't even get to play next year, because he's got a whole yeah. other crew of people that he's got to highlight and put into the spotlight. So it's almost like once you get into that kind of run, you're forced to, forced to stick with it. That's, that's what he does. At this point, he can't change directions with, with this one-and-done thing. He's got to keep that going. Or otherwise, kids won't come there because they won't. They don't think they'll get a chance to play. I agree. We're talking about coaches. Obviously, the coach that we should be talking about is Coach K. And what do you think this does for Coach K's legacy now? Um, yeah, you look at his work in Team USA. Somebody was on the radio today, and he was like, "I understand it's Team USA, but he's won like sixty-two games in a row." You know, the guy doesn't lose yeah. the team USA in international play. You know, it, it, he stood at Duke, what is it, 35 years at Duke, and has kept Duke a prominent force in, in basketball. But where do you put Coach K when it comes to, like, coaches in any sport or managers, you say, in baseball? Like, he's got to be, in my eyes, he's got to be, like, top five, easily top ten. You can make an argument he's a top five. Oh, no, no question. I mean, no matter how you feel about Duke or how whatever, you know, whatever the attitude is you want to get with the program, the bottom line is Coach K is a really, really, really good coach. And um, definitely, you know, I mean, his his stats put him right behind John Wooden. So mm-hmm. we know he's, you know, we know he's right there at the top in basketball. But I agree with you. I'm going, I would have to go top five across the board. And I don't know who the rest of the people, I mean, Wooden, of course, would be in there, that list as well. I'm sure the other three guys would be, but. He's he's top five. He's really done a remarkable job. And, uh, again, says a lot about consistency and sticking with the program and sticking with your game plan and sticking with your philosophy. Um, you know, and he's done, it at a, he's done that at a school that has high academic standards as well. So, so much of what he's been able to do debunks the myth of, you know, the guy from the hood who can barely pass his a- ACT, but he, you know <laughs> – he really's got a great basketball mind. I mean, he's been able to do it with with guys that we think are fairly smart, 
um, or have to be at least to get into that school. So much, much kudos to him. Many kudos to him. Yeah, I don't think I can ever do a top five coach list because they'll pretty much my top five coach list will fit in Rick Pitino and Mike Dicka some way somehow. Like Mike Dicka will be in the top <laughs> five coaches of all time. I mean, <laughs> let me say like, like I, I have such man crushes in my sports world. It's almost sickening and it confuses a lot of people. Like when Rick Pitino's on TV, I'm just like, man, he's just like. It doesn't matter how old he is. He's just so cool. He knows how to control the room. When you see him doing the, the, those uh, those halftime interviews, he just knows how to compose himself. He he jokes with the reporter. I'm like, man, the guy just owns a room. And, and, and to me, like that, that's what coaching is about. you got to be that personality that just owns a room, you know, and obviously Coach K does that. You know, but to me, that that's what a coach is. I mean, maybe it's because I live in a fantasy world where everything is theatrical in my life, and I just want that – a flashy coach, but that's that's what a coach is to be—a guy who owns the room, hundred percent. And Dicka does that without finishing very many sentences. I mean, he <laughs> hardly ever finishes a sentence. Do people know that? Am I? I want to think that I'm the one person that's identified that as a speech yeah, pattern for him. He, and, and, and he kind of just digresses when <laughs> he answers questions. <laughs> and, 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 and sometimes, like. You know what's the best thing? You saw Mike and Mike a lot, and they'll ask himself, and they're like, oh, what do you think about Aaron Rodgers before? But people, Aaron Rodgers is great. But, but, but let's bring him back to J.J. Watt, guys. Tell him they play. <laughs> he just totally dismisses <laughs> what people want to ask him. <laughs> well, what are they going to tell him? You know, he's, he's Mike Zico. What are you going to tell that guy? He's hilarious, and he's a Chicago legend. You know, that, that, that's my guy. That's my guy. Oh, <laughs> by the way, those, that, I'm about to take a break in two minutes, but I just want to tell you, Last like last night and today, those rumors are coming up again about the Titans thinking about trading that pick, and they're saying, unfortunately, it's my Bears that they want to trade with. Believe me, yeah, I, I, I don't want it to happen as much as you don't uh, want it to happen. I know you don't. I, I, I know you don't want Cutler, but, but think about it. I really don't want Marcus Mariota, so <laughs> so I don't want that happening whatsoever. And Jay Cutler is my favorite player, so I don't want to see him in another jersey. That's that's my guy right there. But, yeah, that, that's a rumor that's been floating around, so I'm not too happy about that either. So we'll see how that works out. But uh, we'll, we'll take a short break right now. Uh, Ross, you'll stay with us, right? Yep, absolutely. All right, then we'll take a short break right now. I'll be back with Ross. We'll talk some Walking Dead. And we'll talk about how, how dudes are on social media and flirting. Because I have Ross here, and I'm pretty sure she saw that. <laughs> so we'll be right back. <laughs> The wait is finally over. Baseball season is here at last, and the excitement continues all season long at DraftKings.com, the official daily fantasy partner of Major League Baseball. Daily fantasy means no season-long commitments, just instant cash, instant gratification. Why wait until the end of the season to claim victory when you can win huge cash every day? At DraftKings, it's like a brand new season every time you play. Just select two pitchers and eight position players, stay under the salary cap, and you could be on your way to an enormous payday. Last year, Peter from Colorado won a million bucks at DraftKings in one day, just playing fantasy baseball. Hundreds of thousands of fantasy sports fans just like you have already cashed in at DraftKings. Now it's your turn. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code SPREAKER to play for free. You can win part of $300 million in prizes being awarded this season. Use promo code SPREAKER for free entry now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. And it was the second half of the sports hour right now, still with the lovely Rosalind Ross. We talked about Coach K, talked about Kentucky, talked about Sugar and Easter for like 15 minutes. I was already like a quarter of my show already, which was fine. 
I like can talk about sugar all day long, so it's fine. You know, um, I, you know, it's funny. As I'm talking to you, I ate like half a bag of these Starburst jelly beans. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> okay. oh, I'm a mess. I'm a mess right now. I have like a gallon of water and Starburst jelly beans. This is my dinner tonight. So, so that, oh, that, that's where no. I'm right now. You gotta do better. We can't. We gotta look out for you. We gotta watch you very closely. <laughs> Don't worry. I, I, <laughs> I'll hit the gym again tomorrow, and 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 I'll tell myself that it makes up for this junk food. That's what I tell myself. You know, I go to the gym like, oh okay. man, that, that that whole bag of jelly beans means nothing. Like I, I, I did twelve sets of this. You know, whatever. That's what I do. I lie to myself. Yeah. Okay. I lie okay. to myself. But um, if that's your plan, me, I'll let you roll with it. But yeah, let me live, Ross. Let me live. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't talk to you last week, but but you and me are fans of the Walking Dead show, and. I got to tell you, this whole season was a little slow for me, but they made up for it in the finale. I I thought that was actually one of the better finales that they've had on Walking Dead. Really? Because I thought the whole whole season was very well paced. And then Mm. the finale, I wanted more of something. I don't remember. I mean, it was really, really good. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But I think they, or maybe, you know, maybe now that I think about it, it's probably my fault because, I thought, you know, they had teased it out and they showed where some of these zombies got into the, you know, the little town. And I was like, man, it's going to be a zombie takeover and that's the end of the town. And it wasn't. It was like two zombies that got in. And Rick, you know, putting into them. So I'm like, ah, I was expecting a zombie apocalypse in the little protected town. The town. In the Oz. Yeah. yeah, but so I think that was maybe a little bit of a letdown for me. But you're right. It was a, It was really, really good. Really, really good finale. When the heck is it coming back? Like, did they tell us? <laughs> no, they no, they never do. It's gonna be on like probably 2017 because they make us wait forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the next season, you know, or, or maybe I think last time they ended it this early. Last time I think it came back like in October. So I'm thinking maybe October okay. it might come back. But who knows? But it, 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 for me, it was like there wasn't enough zombies during the year, and you know, you can't call them zombies. They're walkers. Whatever. It was more about drama within the town, and it was cool. You know, it was all right, but I, I said more of the zombie apocalypse effect to it, and it wasn't a lot of that. You know, it was a lot of Dale hanging out with that other guy, you know, and it was just, I, I mean, it was just weird to me. It was a weird season, you know. Um, but, but, but what I will say, though, is that I, I love the fact that they were almost going to kill the priest. <laughs> like, like, when, when it was the priest and Joshua fighting inside the church, I was like, finally. You know, because the guy is useless. He's absolutely useless. He leaves the gate open with let those two walkers come in. And I was oh like, finally, Sasha. I think the writing is on the wall for Sasha, who I love. I love Sasha. You know, but I, I think the writing is on the wall for her soon. She's kind of going eight. You know, but I thought she was going to quit the yeah. and it didn't happen. <laughs> so I was disappointed. But at least, they, they, at least it almost looked like it was going to happen. Oh, but why didn't it? Like, why, are, why is he around? It's like he stands around. With the same, and I guess he's around because he has become the character we all love to hate. He's got the same yeah. look on his face all the time. Oh, so terrible. He's always running so out pretending he's ready to die and go be with the Lord. And then he gets saved at the last minute. Like, oh, all of a sudden he, you know, freezes and he's not ready to die. And somebody saves him. And then he puts harm, someone else in harm's way every single time. I can't stand this dude. I cannot stand him. I want him I, I've never to go seen him before away. either. I've never seen him, like, acting-wise. I've never seen him before either. I just, I don't like Really? Him. Like, yeah, I've never seen him before. Like, you seen him in other things? 
He wasn't. Well, I'm a big Law and Order person, and he okay, was on yeah, Law and I'm Order not. SBU, maybe. But no, he was on The Wire, wasn't he? I didn't watch that either. Wait. Yeah. You I, didn't I, watch I, The I, Wire I, I, at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm one of the seven people in the world who have never watched The Wire. And let me say, I never watched The Wire. I never watched Breaking Bad either. Okay. Well, I never watched Breaking yep. Bad. But okay. and, and right. listen, don't let me give you crap about. It. I only watched the last season of The Wire because I knew <laughs> that I was not at all equipped. <laughs> I there is no way I, I'm way too like scary. What what scares normal people doesn't scare me. I mean, I don't want to say that, but what scares most people like the whole you know the scary monster, the killing that, yeah, that doesn't scare me. Either. But you start putting yeah. some real life out there, like like some kids on drugs and. Their mother abandoned them. You start putting that on TV in front of me every week, and I am, you know, a scared little scaredy scared. So I can't watch yeah, real I, life I, on I, TV. I, I think that's how I feel when I watch those gangland documentaries. When I watch those gangland yeah, documentaries, exactly. I'm like, I, I don't want to travel anywhere. <laughs> it makes it seem like everywhere in the world is on my blood trips and yes, I have a Latin danger. Like, I don't want to walk out of my house. Exactly. It's just, it's way too real for me. It's too real and mm-hmm. too sad. So I knew there's no way I could. And even the last season, there are moments of the that one season of The Wire that I watched that are still with me. And we're talking about probably eight years later, but they're still with me. I can talk to you about them like, you know, I'm just watching them. That's how <laughs> poignant they were. But I think he was in that as well. So And he probably was in um, one of those other NBC shows focused on Baltimore. So he... That's not his, that expression that's stuck on his face in The Walking Dead like that. He does more acting. <laughs> I just don't know why that is the permanent look for him in Walking I, Dead. I and my God, I hate him. <laughs> I hate yeah, him. I can't stand I hate him. him. Let, let me say, my, my favorite character on the show, it used to be, it used to be like Rick and Daryl. I like how Rick and Daryl. Carol, by far, is my favorite. That, like, that's my, I think I even developed a crush on Carol because she is the most gangster human being on that show. Like, she takes no lip from anybody. She does what she wants. She threatened that little kid. I was like, what is wrong oh, with yeah. Carol? <laughs> like, Carol's <laughs> the coldest person, but the most loyal. Like, that's the definition of a ride-or-die chick right there. That's Carol. Well, exactly, and I, you know, so I'm late to, I'm actually late to this series. I think I've only been watching it maybe the last two and a half seasons, so a lot, I'm doing a lot of reading backup, and apparently, like, in line with the comic series or wherever the show comes from, but in line with that, Carol's character would have been off the show, but this person who plays Carol, like, petitioned the show for for them to keep her on the show. (laughs) Did you know that? Like, have you, had you learned? No, I didn't. I didn't even know that. That's awesome. Yeah, so she would have been, apparently this character would have been killed off at the prison after she had some strange three-way with Rick and some girl, which is very interesting information. Whoa. Like if they if they <laughs> nice. kept it consistent. I know, if they kept it consistent with wherever they get the storyline from. I guess it's a comic series. It's a comic but, book, yeah, comic book. Yeah, so she actually, well, I can't think of her real name for some reason, but she went to the show's writers and producers and begged to keep her character on. And they did, and thankfully they have because she is my favorite. I mean, she doesn't care. She took that. She put took that knife to the dude's throat and was like, "Oh yeah, I don't want to have to come at me." Yeah, I mean, just <laughs> come at me. 
Man, that like that's must see T V right there. And it's all packaged yeah, I, in this little her. person that used to be probably a housewife somewhere. But it's good stuff. Yeah, that, cause, cause, and, and it's funny because her character was like that, that, that. That's why she wanted the other guy dead, the guy who was beating up the, his wife, because she was she was a beaten housewife, you know. And oh, and, okay, and, gotcha. and, and, Yeah, and, and, and I think that's why people have flocked to her character even more. Guy, like guys love her because she's so gangster, and girls love her because she embodies the strength. Because at the beginning of the show, she was a very timid woman. She was, you know, she she, she didn't she didn't believe in killing. She was always running, screaming. And now she's the first one to pick up a gun and put it somewhere that, you know, so her transformation has developed. And the way the writers have done it has been great. Because you've had, like, Rick and Daryl teach her how to shoot and how to do all And she's, she's a leader. You know, like, like, bar none, she's a leader in that clique. Yeah, and I think when I was reading that piece about that, that that was one of the things that came up. If she had been, you know, killed off the show as early as she was supposed to have been, you know, we probably, the viewers would have missed out on one of the most amazing character transformations in yep. the history of television. I mean, that's the way they built it up to be. So I'm glad she's still around. I mean, I, you know, I think I started watching the season where she, or maybe the season before the one in which she had to kill the two, the girls, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. But, but I mean, that's that's the thing about doing what you got to do, right? I mean, you're out in the middle of nowhere. There's no electricity. I mean, do you understand? These people are outside no. all the time. It's Well, they no, were no, until no. they made it to Happy Town. But, yeah, it's you, crazy. You, 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 you know who I, I thought I wasn't ready to die, and then I was like, oh, I'm ready for him. I'm not ready for him. I'm not ready for him. Now I'm 50-50 on Glenn. Because I, really? I don't know why he didn't kill that dude. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't kill that dude. Like, I, I don't get it. That, that, it. It's because of him that, that, that Noah's dead. He shot him in the shoulder. He left him for dead. I don't know how Glenn got out of that zombie attack. He got out of, you know, I don't either. Commercial. I all thought he was dead. All of a sudden, yeah. he's all right. I don't know how he did. And then it's like, it's like, obviously, you know the guy's weak. The guy's a scumbag. He can't be trusted. He Once again, about three hours yeah. ago, you know, and he saved him. I, I don't know if that's, if that's a sign of strength of Glenn or weakness. I don't know. Well, and so that, you know, so now you're calling back the other reasons why, because I thought it was, I need, I thought it needed to be done for the reverend or the priest, and I thought that it needed to be done for um, whatever that guy's name this is. guy that Glenn, yeah, whatever his name is, the guy yeah. that Glenn was, know you know, is. pounding on. But somehow, you know, so, I, you know, and I guess that's, again, they have to leave these characters around that keep us intrigued, because I'm like, okay, they didn't die, I want them to die, but then... I'm sure it's going to make for some some very interesting storylines. The fact that they kept them around, I hope. I mean, it better not be they just kept them around and then we never even see this dude again. Especially since I can't even remember his name. But yeah, he's a you nobody. know, hopefully that's gonna hopefully <laughs> that'll come back up at some point. But I was going to go back to and what that, you that, said. I mean, you said you didn't see ahead. enough Walker action. Was not the snatching of Noah like was that not that day not the worst? <laughs> Like, did that not make up for you? <laughs> the way that we actually saw zombies I, I, I remember, eating I out. The last time we spoke, you were really yeah. offended by that. Because you were like, that was the most <laughs> intense murder. <laughs> you were, yeah, and it's obviously still sticking with you. It's still, you haven't left it alone. Right. No, it's still on me. So I'm saying, make it up for you. Like, that didn't help you cope with your lack of Walker interaction this season. <laughs> you know what's funny? It's like, 
it's like, and, and I guess, I guess this is the way they do the show. That's why the show is great. It, it's like you end up hating the zombies. The zombies are just like kind of in the way and the nuisance you have to deal with. They're like, they're like very vicious mosquitoes in, in the wilderness. It's the other people you end up hating and not trusting even more. You know, like it's all about who's going to betray who. You know, like who's weak. You know, like those are the the, the live people of the ones that get you more upset. The zombies are like whatever. <laughs> they're just they're just a constant nuisance. There's actually a cool graph. I'll 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 um, email. I'll tweet this to you. Somebody put together someone with no life, obviously, put together a chart um life average lifespan of characters, and it says characters killed by the living are 53. Characters killed by actual walkers only 21. So it, there is a good reason just to hate oh, the people wow. on the show. <laughs> yeah, because the yeah, walkers wow, don't even kill amazing. half as many people. Yeah, uh, the walkers don't even kill anybody. I mean, and, you know, and I always watch this show. And I'm always like, can't y'all just run? Because it's not like it's, it's not like it's the zombie version of Carl Lewis <laughs> chasing you. It's, it's like just run. Like they, they can't. I climb. don't understand like, it. I don't understand. <laughs> I, we were having we were at a like a dinner party, um, maybe the week before the finale, maybe the Saturday before the finale, and so like the day before, and so there was a guy there who explained it like. You know, the walkers are, and he was so, you know, wait, he's so uppity as he was breaking this down. Like, the walkers are like pit bulls. <laughs> you know, you see them, and they're like, you're like, come here, little pit bull. And they're just so pretty, and it's a, pr- a pretty animal. And then when you get up close, they just lock on. And, and I'm like, is that the best you're giving me? Why are they even ever allowed to get close? You can just outrun these things. Yeah. Probably, I can't outrun a pit bull maybe all the time. But I can still yeah. outrun those things, but. It's like they swarm and they latch on, and then the next thing you know, you're dying. It's amazing how they make that threat feel very re- real from something that looks yeah. very decrepit, like it has no power, and then all of a sudden it's overpowering. You know, all of a sudden there's ten of them overpowering one dude. It's it's an amazing thing. So now yeah, we got to figure like, out what's that, up that, with these these wolf dudes, right? With the dudes with the W's on their heads, the crazy people. Yeah, that, that, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, 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 the, the, the exact effect you were, you were bringing up is kind of like the, the scene Daryl found himself in where he's all of a sudden in, the, in this little bulb hole he's surrounded by like a hundred of these things until Morgan <laughs> helps him out. You know, like, and they're just yeah. banging on the windshield. Like, I'm like, what are you going to do right now? Like, there's no way out. But then Morgan came and he became a Jedi overnight and he just, <laughs> just used like a bow and <laughs> killing these people. Like, Unbelievable. Um, now, I, 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 my prediction is that it comes back in October because I have no idea. They, they take the longest unnecessary breaks of these shows nowadays. It's annoying because I get into these shows and then sometimes a year. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's like yeah. a year before these shows come back. They refuse you know, to I, keep I, a like, regular I'm, I'm schedule. I'm not sure if you're into the following. Like, I was, I'm, I'm into the following and they took the longest break. They took like nine months before they brought this show back. I was like, gee, and, and you got to like reboot your your mind to, to where they left off. Yeah. You know, it's kind of annoying. It's kind of annoying. But I, I watched whatever. a little bit of that one. I didn't think that one was going to come back because that one's kind of wavering on um, critical response and whether people were actually tuning in. But I, 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 you know, really I thought it was going to be one of those. I thought it was going to be one of those one that one of those long miniseries shows and then be over. Because I was like, how are you going to continue this? This storyline, but somehow they managed to do it. But one more quick thing, because I know you got to ask mm-hmm. me about people DMing me. Talkers. But did you see this? <laughs> but did you see that there's like an LA version of like or California version of Walking Dead coming out? Did you catch that? Yes. Or is that fake? Yes, I did. And and it has um, I think the guy stock throwing a smiley from Training Day. 
Um, I don't know his real name. I oh, call him Smiley uh, from Training Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's actually a really good actor. He's actually a really good actor. He's been in a lot more things than that little 10-minute role in Training Day, but that's when he always has to be Smiley. <laughs> yeah. He's going to star in it. I think he's a school teacher or a principal or something. But, yeah, it's like the other side of America. They have their own issues with the, with the walkers. I, I mean, it's smart. you got to capitalize this right while iron's hot, right? I agree. I mean, so I'd be curious. Yeah, I'd love to see what's going on outside of, you know, Southeast America. Oh, yeah. Like, let me know what's going on on the West Coast with these walkers. How are you dealing with them? How are you killing them? They were in Atlanta, weren't they? Then they start in Atlanta, and now they're, like, in D.C. now, right? Oh, they're in Virginia. Yeah, they're in Atlanta, and they, yeah, they rolled up to, they're in Alexandria, which, you know, it's appropriate because Alexandria, Virginia, it fits right in. It's a beautiful town. It fits right in with that. That whole, it's beautiful, it's to. untouchable. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, they were in Atlanta for a long ass time. <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> it's like really yeah. different. So, yeah, yeah please, show me something Georgia. else. <laughs> stuck there in Georgia. But, you know. Um, yeah, we got about 10 minutes left. I don't know. I, 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 I can't really focus about topics like this with EJ or Twad. So, I have you on. And, <laughs> and I always <laughs> want to talk to you about this thing. Like, there's got to be an etiquette on Twitter even Facebook now, because Facebook has branched off more than just friends and family. It's like everyone and any, everybody is, like, connected on Facebook now. But Twitter, it's, it, you know, you, you have that, that handle and you just, you know, people have a lot of contact with you. Like, there's got to be some kind of some kind of rules or regulations set for who can speak <laughs> to your DMs and start flirting with you. And I'm a guy, and I'm saying this. So I can't even imagine what, what a girl goes through daily on Twitter. Like, when it comes to just, not, not harassment, but just the flirting and the indirects and the, oh, you want to meet up for a drink kind of DMs. Like, it must happen to you a lot. Honestly, I got to tell you, I don't think it has, it really has not happened to me very much. And I'm very thankful for that because it actually just happened to me. <laughs> it actually just, and you're right, it, there need to be rules because let me tell you, it just happened to me on Instagram. Which is a which is even a weirder place for it to happen because you don't yeah. have as much you don't really talk I mean, you talk to people sort yeah. of on Instagram but not really but anyway so I mean the dude shows up and he's like hey where are you from and it's like oh you're from Memphis I'd love to come for a visit it's like wait like can wait talk more <laughs> say more like how can you possibly go straight to that. So it's funny to me how I think there should be a rule. Like, you should at least try to creep around and have, like, benign conversations with the person. Exactly. And then maybe assert yourself. But it's like these crazy people that show up in the DMs, they always go straight for, you know, the gusto. They don't even build up. So mm-hmm. I think, I, you know, I, I used to be really leery about just, you know, anybody trying to connect. Because, you know, it's just a weird way to try to connect with people, but. And then I got right to the point where I was comfortable with it, and then all of a sudden I get this one weird DM on Instagram. It's like, wait, you're the one, you're the person I've talked to least out of any social media platform I have, <laughs> and you want to come for a visit in Memphis. I mean, it's weird, but I, I think the DM thing happens more to men than it does to women. I really do. Unless you're one of those girls no, who's no, always I, naked I, I, in I, all I of your pictures or profiles. No, I, I, I no. think women's DMs get packed. I'm telling you. I mean, I, I mean, 
I mean, all right, let, let, let's be honest. What, what, what I call myself? I call myself the heartthrob. There's good reason why I call myself the heartthrob. It's just not a cute little nickname. It's the truth. Like, you know, like, I, 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 I get lucky, I guess. You know, whatever you want to call it. And I remember when I first got on Twitter, I was pretty much just, I was just there talking to Bears fans. I didn't even think about doing any of this crap that I'm doing now, you know. And, and whenever girls would talk to me, I would only accept their friend request that they were cute. And, I, and it was funny because the way my ego was built, Ross, it's like if you sent me a friend request and you were a girl, I pretty much thought you were trying to smash. So that's the way I took it. Yeah, right. You know, like, right. if you were a girl and you want to be my – all I'm doing is so much Chicago Bears and Jay-Z on Twitter at this time. You right, know, I was exactly. doing nothing. Inventing <laughs> about work. I was doing nothing creative. Right. And exactly. So, so I would hit up a girl back. And the thing is, though, it's crazy, though, because I, I, it's crazy. Because, like, I remember back in the day, a girl had to really like you to give you her number because – it was her house phone, you know. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, you, you, you had to talk to a mother or father and just talk to her. It was a big deal. Like nowadays, you know, forget about even having cell phones and texting. It's all this. It, it's like it's scary how like people are trying to connect and trying to hook up on social media. I'm not going to stand here as a hypocrite. I've done it before. You know, I've done it a couple of yeah. times before. You know, but it's a matter of like it's scary because, and I just think it's scarier for a girl because guys, I know how guys think and they're out of their mind. But the funny thing is, in general, men approach hitting on women very differently than women hit on than women do hitting on men. Like, I was going to ask you. So, when you the times that you've done it, like back before you had a girlfriend, back when you were completely free and you just tried to reach mm-hmm. out to a chick. What kind of chick was like? Was it somebody who was always like their pictures were always provocative? They were very revealing and they're avvy. Like that, it was more mostly that type of girl, no, for, right? For, for for me, it would it would it would mix and match. Like if you're a really really hot girl, I'm not gonna yeah, stand okay. there. It's, it's it's like it's like starving and staring at a piece of steak and not taking a bite. Like if you're a really hot girl, I'm gonna approach <laughs> it, you know. But like other girls, they'd be like, you know, you you have kind of a cool thing on Twitter or whatever, and you're just talking, always joking or making fun of the same thing. And you just kind of creep into the DMs, like, I don't know, just, I want, I want to get off the air, just want to talk to you for a second, you know. And, yeah. and if they're comfortable <laughs> with you, they're pretty receptive, you know, like, because I don't want to yeah. put everything out there, just whatever, whatever, you know. And, and and what I always do, guys, if you're listening, this is this is what you got to do if you want to talk to girls better. Just be like, oh, it, 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 uh, let, let's say I'm talking to a girl in New York, and her, her thing just says, live in New York. I, I live in New York, too, right? And let's say I creep into her DMs. I just say something like, like oh like I I live over here in Yonkers what 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 do you live out in New York and I, and then then I I followed it up with you don't really have to answer if you don't want to I understand but just you know I'm just curious and girls just they oh, left out of the guard a little bit very nice you know but you see you see I'm smart with that yeah that's, that's good that. you're convincing them to let down the guard the is such a shady creepy thing man and there's so many catfish tactics out there and whatnot. It's like you gotta you gotta really really ease them into talking to you, and then some of these girls just get freaky <laughs> off the third DM, and you, you can't bat them down. It's scary sometimes, you know. But I think I, that's the thing about it. I, I think I, I, women I, I, are far more like women go right for it. I, I would imagine because I mean, you know, my husband and I laugh every now and then about you know some because he Instagram is his place of attack. So there'll be like some girl that'll show up and be like, "My gosh, you sure are handsome." And it's like mm-hmm. that's so forward to me for like yeah, your first conversation. That's a very forward, that's a very yeah, forward thing. 
And men don't, men are never that for, like, well, not for me. Like, no point, and I'm an older, you know, I'm older, so maybe it's a new generation of stuff, but throughout my life, I've never, like, guys really haven't been very forward with me. There's all so creep up to the, oh, and oh, by the way, can we do thus, thus, and so? Mm-hmm. So I would say for the men, I would think that the DMs that you guys get, they might be, like, they might not come as often, but they are right to the point. Like, hey, you are fine. I want to hit that. Can we hook up? When can I? I mean, very much, I would think they're much more forward. Let, let, let me tell you, I, I, um, one of my finest Instagram moments was when Tahiri, Joe Budden's ex-girlfriend, posted a picture of me on her Instagram, you know? And wow. I don't know it. about this yeah. moment. Oh, yeah, it happened, happened like a year and a half ago, I remember, because my friend Shanita was like, what, we got you up on our Instagram? <laughs> like, like, she took a snapshot of my photo, put it on her Instagram, and and she said something like looking like Joe Butter, something, something stupid like that. And all oh, of a wow. sudden, again, cause that's, I figured I had to jump on this, so I was like, thanks a lot, Tahiri, for the free pub. <laughs> and I'll, so just, just so I left my name there, I had about like 30 girls at me that like in like probably 20 minutes, 30 girls at me. Are you And serious? then one girl... Yeah, I'm telling you. And it was like, and then this one girl, she, she was a really pretty girl, and like, I, I, I checked out her Instagram or whatever, and then she, uh, it was there, she had said it's Twitter. So I followed her on Twitter, she followed me right back. So I hit her up on the DM, I was like, I was like, yeah, here he's bugging out with that shit, blah, 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 you know. <laughs> so like, so she was laughing, and she was like, no, but you're really cute, so I was like, oh. And, you know, you know what happened? She was a model. A model. I got a model off of DMs on Twitter. Like, I'm telling you, that is impressive media stuff. Media, yeah, and I didn't even do anything. Like, it was Tahiri who hooked this up for me, <laughs> like, you know? So shout out to Tahiri. You know, but it was like, this Instagram and, and Twitter DM game, if your game is strong enough, you can go global, which is <laughs> it's insane. That's what I'm saying. Like, do you have, so tell me, like, do you have to be... Do you have to be where? Yeah, I was going to say, do you have to be where? Like, are there a lot of, like, because guys are always talking trash. Like, there's so many chicks out here faking you out with their pictures and all of that. Mm-hmm. Is that really mm-hmm. true? Is that true? How many yeah. girls are, like, really yeah. faking? Really? And yeah. hey, you know what? Is it, the same thing with guys. Because all of us, <laughs> we take pictures <laughs> at different angles and stuff. You want you want like a sixty eight degree angle from the floor or something. Like everybody everybody's a liar. Everybody's a liar. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, even my girlfriend, if she wants to post a picture of a dog, this poor dog has to sit through twenty five photos before she posts a picture well, of a yeah. dog. And has to be the perfect picture of a dog. You know, so everybody's exactly. kind of fake with it. Like I so I don't I don't even put it past it. But you know, it's all about it's all about gauging it. And if the girl gives you her number off of that, then she's serious. You know, the girl's like, oh, here's my number, then whoa, then you hit it. You're like, you're good. You know, it's just a scary thing. Because, like, I've told you a million times, I think you're beautiful, but you're my platonic social media friend, you know, and your husband looks like he'll hold me in half and mail me to my mother if I haven't made a move on it, you know. (laughs) I totally respect that, you know. But it's like, I just, you know, because I I see your feed sometimes. Like, you'll put up an article. You know, I'll retweet it or whatever, or I'll just say something stupid to you just for no reason. You know, laying down in bed, you know, like, twittering, like, whatever. You know, and I'll just say, oh, nice article. Got to get you on next week. Whatever. And then it's like, I'll just read it. You know what it is? As a guy, you've got to see it. Like, like, the, 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 like, you see guys post things under your thing. Like, 
Oh, man, a, 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 a beautiful girl who talks sports and she can write. You're great. I'm going to shut up. Like, I hate those guys. Right. Like, those are the guys I hate. <laughs> like, those are the corny guys that, like, they just talked yeah. to a girl yesterday. Like, I hate yeah. those guys, man. And, and, and that's when I see it on your feet. I'm like, this poor girl, man. Like, hey, like I don't get that. I don't get guys saying, hey, man, great writing. Like, usually I get a thumbs up emoji or something. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, whatever, man. We got a, we got we got ninety seconds left. I don't want to rush you, so I want you to tell people what you got going on. If you have a date for this Nashville show that you're gonna be on, because you know you're bigger and more important than all of us, you know. So tell us what you got going on before you leave. Yeah, so I I got a date now. This Nashville thing is happening April fifteenth, next Wednesday. So nine okay. is it nine ten Eastern? Ten Eastern. Check it out on April ABC. 15th. And, uh, yeah, April 15th, Nashville, big, you know, a big ABC drama. Otherwise, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at R underscore Trinity. And, man, gee, we never have enough time. We need, like, four hours one day. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you can just break it up over a week. When I, when I get on radio, you're just going to be off, like, three hours. That's the way it's going to work. It's always fun with you, man. Oh, but and, and enjoy the rest of your night. I appreciate you coming on, though, Ross. Thank you. All right, talk soon. All right, you'll be good. And that's the end of the show today. There's no top five list today because I gave you Ross this week, and that's gold right there. So no complaints about no top five. We'll do it next week, though. G-E-E-S-E-E-L-I-O. That's Instagram, Twitter, and the dot-com website, ngscsports.com. Uh, I guess that's it. Bear with us. While he was scheming, I was dreaming in the beamer, just scheming. Can't believe that I called my man cheating. So I found another way to make him pay for it all. So I went to Neiman Marcus on a shopping spree. And on the way, I grabbed Soleil and Mia. And as the cash box rang, I thought everything away. There goes the Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.